Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, a legacy member of the Jittery Monkey Podcast family, and of course, proudly affiliated with the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and to my left, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Mr. Hoss Reuter. And to my right, he's 190 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal, John Damn Johnston. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we doing? Hoss, we'll start with you. I'm doing good. We're three three and a half weeks out from Husker football, and uh, life couldn't be better. How about you? I'm doing great. John? I wondered why the hell you asked me how much I weighed. What the hell? Okay. I'm doing great. It's a wonderful day. Let me tell you what. This is a beautiful night. And uh, we've got some great topics to talk about. A lot of fantastic discussion. As Haas said, three and a half weeks as we... Uh, it, Drop this episode on Friday even closer, three weeks into day, until football returns to God's country, Lincoln, Nebraska. Let's talk. What are you drinking there? What are you drinking, Greg? I'm drinking Blue Moon. It's not quite as bougie as I like to go, but uh, it was in the house, and it was cold, and I'll take it. <laughs> it just showed up there? It's a uh, – how, how do I put this – so a couple weeks weekends back, of course, we talked about we had uh, my wife's graduation party, and it, it's just beer left over from that because not as many people came out and drank beer as I had hoped, which works fine for me because I have beer. So I'm there not complaining. Blue, Blue Moon's not bad. It's not bad. I'm having a I'm having a raspberry white claw. Oh God! <laughs> I'm having Copenhagen and water. Oh, that is, that combination will kill your ass. Now, Hoss, you would actually appreciate a Blue Moon because they're... No, I wouldn't. Well, now, hear me out. Well, hear me out. No. They're, they're actually brewed by Coors Brewing Company. Well, I'm aware. Okay. He's just, he's young and angry. He's bitter already. You're too young to be bitter, Hoss. You need to turn no, that brown upside know, down. I just always hate when I'm somewhere and they go, I go, can I get a Coors Banquet? And they go... Oh, we don't have that. Would you like a blue moon? No, if I wanted a blue Nobody moon. Nobody does Twitter that. Thing. Nobody does that. Old Chicago. They don't automatically <laughs> say, hey, do you want a blue moon? Old Chicago and Omaha, John. Oh, my God. They probably look at you and they go, oh, do you want a PBR? Because you look like an angry person that should be 50. <laughs> hey, I don't drink PBR. I do drink Grain Belt, though. Oh, Grain Belt's good. Thank you. I'm not that angry. I'm just uh, – I just – I operate in this world with a little bit of edge to my personality. That is, <laughs> by God, that should be on the masthead for Hoss Reuter at Coordination.com. I operate in this world with a little edge in my personality. Yeah. You know? Okay, write it down, and then he can put it there. I don't know how to... I, uh, you, you I'm not sure I even have access to a website anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've been part of Coordination for six years. Maybe more, and I don't even have my name or picture on the masthead 
I don't know how to I don't know how to make it happen, John. Why why do I you... don't know. Maybe somebody notifies me of these things. May may do you know how to alter yes. the, the masthead? Huh? Yeah. Well let's make yes, that I happen. Do. Hoss and I need to be on the masthead and we need to buy okay. opening day. Okay. Yeah. Then and we need uh we need uh headshots. And we need to be like in it, we need you to pay to to get him here. Uh, so that we can do like you know, like the buddy cop picture, you know, like a yeah, like oh, a yes. like a lethal weapon uh, VHS, you know, sleeve. Are you Murtaugh? Are are you Murtaugh or Riggs? I'm absolutely Murtaugh because I'm too old for this shit. All right, I'll, I'll be Riggs. Of course you would be. <laughs> what else you would you be? Why don't you just uh, like pretend you're putting your arms around each other and we'll Photoshop it. Because no one else, Greg, we, that means we got to put on our best Husker apparel. I, but no one else, we'd both like put the left arm up, so it looks like I'm putting my arm around him, and he's putting his arm around nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, that I know how we operate. Appro- that would be pretty <laughs> on brand for this show. Well, let's get on to this show, shall we? Uh, we're recording this Wednesday, the 14th. Uh, if you're keeping track, it is exactly six months past Valentine's Day, which means absolutely nothing to anybody uh, in this room. <laughs> I, I just happened to pull that. I'm like, oh, it's the 14th of August. Um, so anyway, uh, we got a leaked image. I'm going to say leaked image because I'm pretty sure it's legit, but there have been questions raised. But a leaked image, nonetheless, of uh, what could be the Huskers' alternate uniforms for 20 or uniform uh for uh 2019 there's i don't think we had one at all last last year and scott frost yeah we had the ones against illinois i don't remember those so obviously they were memorable oh come on we're playing we're playing the flagship university of your home state of which you and dan fogelberg are native sons and you don't remember i do not sorry um but anyway uh not to mention brian sorry uh, yeah, I'm actually, uh, I, for several years, I actually lived in, uh, uh, William Jennings Bryan's, uh, Jennings Bryan's, yeah, hometown, Salem. So, anywho, um, personal oh, hero, man. I'm sorry. Uh, white pants, black jerseys, white numbers, uh, white helmets with the black stripe down the side, black socks. Uh, you can't quite tell if the, at least the, the image that I'm looking at, can't quite tell if the image or, uh, if the N on the helmet is red or black, but, Based on, on the theme here, I'd almost assume that it's black, uh, but that would be a departure. I don't know if they've ever gone, you know, that that fully uh, alternate to not have the uh, uh, the the red end on the helmet. But what do you guys think? Uh, tell tell me a little bit. You're, everybody's seen the picture now. It's it's made the rounds on social media and whatnot. Uh, what do you think about the prospective alternate uniforms? <laughs> Everybody wants uh, John. Come on, Hodge. Oh, let me put it Hodge. this way: I'm not a fan. You, are you? You're just not, not a fan, fan of alternate uniforms in general. No, I love alternate uniforms. I would just like to see them done right for once. The closest we've come to doing them right were last year's throwbacks to the World War One era, you know, and then two year, three years ago when we wore the white uniforms against Northwestern in Chicago. Other than that, it looks like a three-year-old. So, some Adidas executive's three-year-old son designed them. By um, the way, I pulled, up, I pulled up last year's alternates. Uh, I do remember them now, and I remember being a little... Mad. I didn't like them at first, but when I saw them in person at the game, they were legit. So I, I want to point out that 
you know, if at a glance, this part gets overlooked, uh, but there's a black shirt patch on the left sleeve and a black shirt mm. uh, logo in the visor, which, again, you know, uh, some of the uh, contributors in the Slack, you know, coordination Slack chat room said you can't Photoshop that stuff, but not all Huskers are black shirts. I mean, even take away, you know, like the, and I don't know how Scott Frost is going to handle the black shirts, um, but take away, you know, the, the traditional black shirt message or meaning, but there's 11 guys on the offense who certainly aren't black shirts. How do they, yeah, I mean, this, I see this, I see what, what they mean. This is an homage to the black shirts, and I get that. And you know what? That visor does look badass. But I'm missing the crimson. I'm missing, not the Crips, I'm missing the Scarlet. Well, here's my dream alternate uniform that I would love to see us use eventually. You know how a lot of teams use that slate gray for alternate uniforms? Yes. Like Ohio State, yeah. Or, yeah, Ohio State does, or like Tennessee in their Confederate grays, as I call them. Sure, yeah. Um, I'd I'd love to see us do that, the slate gray, you know white or red numbers and then instead of the n on the helmet do the old school herbie in like a gloss and then have a matte gray helmet i'd be all right with you realize, that. you realize you're you're this is uh you're flirting with blasphemy oh well you know here's the thing <laughs> i'm not brainerd bob who thinks it's 1986 and keith Enzone jones is still toting the rock for the corn huskers there's an n on the helmet that's what, it. What'd be wrong with old school Herbie? It'd be a change, and everybody hates change. <laughs> so here we, we go. are, man. Here we go. There, this was. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring this up. I think the year that Oregon was, you know, contending for a national championship, which might have been, you know, Scott Frost year, certainly up there yep. uh, with Marcus Mariota. They uh, wore the Duck logo. Well, not only that, but there was an image. It, it was purely a photoshopped concept that was circulating around uh, online and it looked like their mascot, you know, like had orange shoes and maybe even socks and, and the white pants and a green jersey and everything about it screamed, that's a duck made to look like a football uniform. So what if they did the old school Herbie Husker as a uniform, have like the white sleeves, have what looks like overalls? Yeah, you know where I'm going God, with this. Please, just stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Is it going to be sponsored by Carhartt? No, it'd be sponsored by Hy-Vee. Yeah, come on. What the hell, man? Hy-Vee. And sorry to anyone who works at Hy-Vee. Hy-Vee is the most overrated grocery store chain there is. That's fine. You don't have to there like it. Costco for life. Um, okay, first of all, first of all, black isn't a school color. but Yeah, it actually st- is. No, it is not. It's mentioned. Salt look. In the Slack chat room a few months ago, Salt and I had a private conversation about school colors when I said slate gray. And he looked it up, and red, white, slate gray, and black are all listed as school colors. Listed where? In the – God, hopefully I still have it. He pulled up something from the merchandising department. So there you have it. Yeah. Oh, look at this. The media guide lists two colors, and they are scarlet <laughs> and cream. 
Okay, and, so uh, that is the, the media. media oh, guy. the media guy. The that's media for the uh, John damn Johnsons and Bobs from Brainerd. No, like that's that, for John. everybody. That's what people look at. You know what I mean? I haven't Those looked at a media people. guide since 2002. Well, no wonder you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whatever changed, John. So, are you, you know, serious? John, you know what your personality reminds me of? It reminds me of Marty Crane. From the show Frasier, Frasier's dad. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Yeah. H- having said that black isn't a school color, I kind of like these. I'm not an alternative uniformed guy, but I, I do like the helmet. It looks very, uh, you know, it looks like you're playing Halo. But uh, it looks very right. sci-fi. It looks very modern. Do you guys want to have a bet on what game we wear these for? Hold on. I've got the... Uh... I've got the schedule pulled up. Let me do a glance here. Um, hi, son. You want okay, cookies? I'll I'll bet. All right. Indiana. That. That's my really. Yeah, that's my bet. I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. I'll go with Northwestern then. Well, you know what? We should wear black against Northwestern because we're going to be Some- celebrating their fucking funeral of beating us. Tell you what, here, here's <laughs> they're here's never the, going to beat is, us ever again. Is someone writing that down? No. Um, okay. Here, here's another. Here's another option. It could be Ohio State. I don't know. Nah, big game like that. I think you want to be wearing your uh, spiffiest outfit. Your your standard issue. Uh, I don't disagree. Uniform. Ooh, Iowa. No. No, too late in the season. They're black we're, and gold. Fuck we're pretty them. progressive over here. We're woke <laughs> with the Five Heart Podcast. Uh, okay, so I want to go back to something, John, you said a few minutes ago about an N on the helmet. Would the big block N on the helmet work for you? It's an N. I mean, I'd go no on the big block N. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, the problem with putting Herbie on the helmet is next thing you know, it's, you've opened it up to everything, and then you're putting marijuana leaves on the helmet. <laughs> I'm down with that. Everybody Jeez. goes insane. That, that, that's not no longer a corn cob in Herbie's pocket. That's a, a marijuana leaf. Um, I would be for it. I'd be okay with a corn cob. On, on so, the helmet? You're okay with a Yeah, why not? What the hell? If he's doing a not old school Herbie. If he's doing old school Herbie or Sherdiver, I would go with a corn cob, an angry corn cob. Well, an angry corn cob that's doing that like uh, peeing on the on the other player. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, like the old Calvin uh, Calvin cartoon? peeing on whatever he's peeing on a Ford logo. It, it just put Calvin put you. a corn cob, an angry corn cob peeing on uh, I don't know on a Hawkeye. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, How about just peeing on the entire Big Ten footprint? I don't know, but the, this week's episode is going to be a corn cob peeing on a Hawkeye. Okay, there you go. And yeah, by go God, on. people are going to be like, well, "I got to find out more about that." <laughs> we can make okay, sure. Okay, so uh, I, I kind of like the alternatives. I, I don't. Uh, I'm not a big alternative guy. I, you know, all I care about is they show up and play well. All I care do, about is winning. Do we? Yeah. I say we. Do you guys subscribe to the notion that alternative uniforms are integral in 
in, in the recruiting process. You know, like, I mean, again, I'm, I'm completely in, in agreement that, you know what, for, for a big game like Ohio State or, or Iowa, things like that, there's something, you know, on brand is, you know, for a home game is, uh, you know, scarlet jersey, cream pants or red and white, however you want to simplify it. Um, and that's that. But, young, I mean, the, the argument has been out there for year, years now about, you know, trying to recruit a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, you're going to have to throw a little sizzle with that stake. What, what's your guys' take on that? And we'll start with John. We <laughs> start with me. Oh, my God. I'm I was waiting to... for Haas to say something so I could counter him. Well, um, this is great okay. because – Take the floor. Okay. Yeah, why not? I mean, you probably – you're younger than I am. I would go, ah, damn kids these days are probably wearing weird things. I think they're, I think they're integral. 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 You know, whatever. Whatever inflection I choose to use on that one. Um, I don't know. It's just different. People get ex- – kids get excited about what – old folks like John think are stupid, meaningless things. And Deion Sanders or whoever it was, you look good, play good. So that's what gets them excited. That's what gets helps them get excited, helps them get fired up for a game. I'm all for it because trying to motivate 18 to 22-year-old men, young men can be like herding cats sometimes. Okay. I play video games. I realize that I'm an old, crusty man, but I play video games. You know you what did, I do? You did mention when Halo. Normally, no, no, you don't play video games. You play video games. Okay, I play video games, <laughs> and uh, I because of that, I'm more violent. Uh, but the thing is about when you're starting a video game, you got to create a character, right? And then you go out in the world. Most of the time, 90% of the time, I just pick the default character and g- get going. Uh, my kids will sit there on a video game and they will change the face, the look, the clothes. Uh, they're constantly worried about, uh, you know, like Destiny 2, you can get these different skins and what kind of skin do I have and what do I look like? And then you do the, you know, if you're playing Fortnite, you got to worry about what dance you're going to do or whatever the fuck that is. So it's obviously a generational thing or something that I do not give a shit about and younger people probably do. So, yeah, I, I think it's – plus, I mean, if you're going to go play football, I mean, let's let's face it. The option was never open for us when we were playing football when we were young. They didn't just – they didn't back do that. then also didn't believe in giving you water. Well, no, they didn't. Take your salt tablets. If you drink water, you're a puss. <laughs> but um, – You think you think Oklahoma's drinking water right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So – I, plus, I, I think it would be fun. I mean, you know, I don't care about them, but I think it would be fun to go, hey, we're going to wear something different today, you know. I, I guess, mean, like, you, you, I mean, this is part of, this, this is their lives, right? I mean, they spend so much time now. The 20 hours a week practice is, it's, you know, that's kind of a joke all over. Uh, they didn't Since used the to spend the entire freaking year doing lifting and living with the football. And now they do because that's what is required if you want to be a champion. So I can understand why they would want to have an alternative uniform. It's kind of like saying, hey, you know what? Today to work, I'm going to wear a different suit. And that's We don't all wear the same clothes every day unless we have a specific uniform. So why not? Unless we have severe OCD. <laughs> Guilty on the former. I do uh, have a... Uniform. 
Well, well you do. Like, even as a fan, you know, I pretty much wear the same thing for every Nebraska game, you know. Jeans if it's cold, khaki shorts if it's hot outside, you know, red long sleeve, dry fit, Adidas shirt, hat. I have a black hoodie that I'll bust out every once in a while for a big game like against Wisconsin or, you know, you change it up. You know, it's you don't wear the same thing all the time. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. How old what? are you, Hoss? 28. You tell me that you're not yet old enough to appreciate a fine pair of jean shorts? <laughs> I am not a jorts guy. I regret to inform you. Well, you In are. fact, some might call me a bit bougie about this, but I'm a big fan of Lululemon shorts. Yeah, that's bougie. Uh, yeah. I'm proud They're to say kind of expensive, which is why I only buy them when they go on clearance, because I'm not about to spend $80 <laughs> on a fucking pair of shorts. Proud to say that and, I gave up jeans and shorts. And every girl that works back. at Lululemon and Village Point is an absolute smoke show, so that helps going in there. Well... There you go. Uh, dating advice from Haas. Go buy eighty dollars yeah. shorts on clearance. No, no. Wait until they go on clearance for thirty four. I said on clearance. Yeah, I, mean, I think I can get two pairs at my local Target for thirty four bucks. Not you Lulu. Know, I, 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 I ostensibly I agree with you, but also these shorts. I can see why people would pay eighty dollars for them because they're comfortable as hell. They're cut just right. You know. Got all, all the right yeah. nooks and all the right crannies. Is that what you're saying? Yep. And they, you know, I'm, they're not cargo shorts either. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's break away from wardrobe, both ours and the Huskers, <laughs> and uh, let's talk about something else that made news this week and stay in the Big Ten. And that would be our friends from Columbus, Ohio, who's trying to trademark a word that everybody uses oh. a million times a day. You mean, you mean the? Friends from Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, I, and, and I use the term friends with air quotes because I hate Ohio State. I refuse to call them the uh, Ohio State, just like I refuse to. I refer to, to them condescendingly as little T-O-S-U. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to do it. But no, they are um, they, they are trying to trademark the word the. And it, it's funny because they're, they're not the only Power 5 program that uses that in, in its moniker because there's also the U. And so it's very interesting, and I wonder how uh, the University of Miami will respond. Hey, their legal team's probably working on something immediately. Oh, they'll probably do a rap song, and that's it. They'll make a chain, another turnover chain. <laughs> You know what this is? You know what this is by Ohio State? Desperation. Uh, high level of No, it's a, a brilliant marketing campaign. Everyone has written an article about this, and they did it for free. This is a great marketing campaign. But let me, let me ask you that. Okay, I'm, I'm not a, a Buckeye recruit, obviously. Uh, for numerous reasons, <laughs> but uh, um, it seems petty to me, Do- doesn't it? Doesn't they it seem, come across for as petty? all the success they've had in the past twenty years? 
they seem like they have a serious case of inferiority complex about, you know, this currently. I'm still thinking it's a great marketing campaign because I don't think they have it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer, but the, the, doing this, this seems like completely futile. There's no way you can trademark the word, the. you know, what are you going to do? Like other people can't use it, whatever. You know, maybe they're I, the only that's the only thing I got on this is that this is a really wonderful marketing campaign. Ohio State fans <clears throat> is who their constituency is. And Ohio State fans are not going to care that that looks dumb. They're just going to go, wow, that's the shirt for the year. I'm going to go buy it. Just three Speaking letters on their shirt. The you got Dean the Adidas gear for this year. I don't know. I haven't. I, 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 I didn't hear any of that. Speak. I said, speaking of shirts, you know, the Adidas shirts for this year, at least the ones that have come out so far and been in stores in Omaha, suck. Why is that? How hard is it just to make a dry fit Adidas shirt that's red with the script Huskers on it? Not very fucking hard. How did we end so up with a wardrobe? That's just what I like, want to know. What? I said, how did we end up back on wardrobe? <laughs> well, John said shirts, and it just spurred to mind. Well, that's what I'm they're, that's what they're trying shirt. to do. Well, great job, John. Jeez. Well, that's what, that's why they want to <laughs> trademark it, so that they can put big thes on shirts and sell them. We Can't should all troll anyway? Ohio State fans this year by putting the sh- word the on shirts and selling them at the stadium. Well, we probably should. The Five Heart Podcast. Can we do that? I mean, I, I can make that happen. I can make that a shirt by the weekend. By the time people hear this, that can be a shirt available at jitterymonkey.com slash shop. And all we need. And then you'll be sued by the Buckeyes. Not for the five hard podcast. I'm essentially using. I've, we've, listen, we might not be as old as Ohio State University, but by God, we've been calling this the five hard podcast for years. And I'll be damned. If I'm going to let them come in on my intellectual property and try to take money out of my pocket and your pocket and your pocket, John, it's not going to happen. Well, guess okay. what? We're going to file a lawsuit against them. Yes. And do you know any lawyers? Because I don't. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We have a lawyer in uh, in coordination. Yes, we. Yes, we do. Oh, we'll, right. ask, we'll, we'll ask him. We will ask him. We're going to be the biggest college football story of 2019. <laughs> We're going to have shirts that say the five heart podcast. Just Big word, the, the smaller words, five heart. Then a, number five. And then just one star or one star. Jeez. I'm one, thinking of how much heart. I value recruiting over heart. Um, one heart. I like it. Ooh, even better. And then podcast at the bottom. In really small print. Killing me. Well, marketing. Let's do this. Can we can we break away and and maybe try to avoid wardrobe talk in the second half when we preview some of our uh, October games? Were we going to talk about college game day? I'm just kidding. Yeah, we I mean, we could talk about college game day first, John. Yeah, that's fine. We could we could, let's talk about college game day. You made a you raised a good point, and it was a, a topic that I even brought to the table and almost forgot because I didn't scroll up that far. So. The first college game day of the season is going to be at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Disney World, or from Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World Resort. 
Um, and no fans are going to be there. Let's let's get this uh, quick Q and A. It's the fans guide. Saturday, August twenty fourth, uh, nine a.m. to noon Eastern. Of course, uh, can fans attend college game day at Magic Kingdom Park? This is the question. The answer, and I'm reading this straight from the fans guide or press release or however you want to put it. Guests visiting Magic Kingdom Park on August 24th may catch a glimpse of the live broadcast as it takes place at the elevated train station on Main Street, USA. Valid theme park admission is required. There will be no special access for just College Game Day viewing. Number two, can I bring a sign or other prop to College Game Day at Magic Kingdom Park? Walt Disney World resort property rules prohibit flags, banners, signs, horns, whistles, large megaphones, and artificial noisemakers. You can get the complete set of rules at DisneyWorld.com slash rules. And will there be access to ESPN commentators and or college game day set? No designated area to ESPN commentators or college game day set is planned at this time. So basically, what they're saying is they hate Washington State University. They hate the flag and, uh, they, or the wazoo flag that has been at every college game day since the dawn of time. And, uh, this is, this is ABC slash ESPN slash Disney's way of breaking that streak your takes hoss don't care okay just want football <laughs> john wow you know I, why would anybody Who want still watches college there, game anyway. okay there you know what there are dedicated fans who watch college game day they consider it part of the ritual of getting up diehard college football fans i'm usually scrolling through my favorite team's message board Okay, the, well, that's neat. That's you, crusty old guy. You're taking on that role now, and I'm going to be whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, no, no. you, you curmudgeon shit thing. Crusty but, old okay. guy. Be Listen, watching college people, game day while flipping through the Saturday morning World Herald. There are people who get up for their sole I'm, purpose. I'm new and I'm see. edgy. I'm young and I'm edgy. I'm reading my favorite message board and scrolling through Twitter. What now? To st- there are people that get up in the morning just to see the signs on college game oh, day. Oh, there are some great signs, and I guess there I do. Day. It's on in the background, hey, but this is a that? non-issue. It's not a non-issue. Why does, how about college game day actually has some good analysis every once in a while? Because they're I mean, too busy putting big, on the, the newest listen, celebrity. College game day over its course has become much more about production values and, oh, we have a guest picker and it's whatever we want to pump this week. And it's become more and more and more like the NFL, boring as shit, okay? The signs and the fans are the one thing that make college game day kind of unique and fun to do. I and bet Lee Corso is Corso still around. And now basically Disney is saying, well, fuck this. It's a corporate. It's just corporate. And we don't give a shit about any I'm of you people. I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts they will have that Washington flag there somewhere on set. It won't be the same. <laughs> I don't care. I agree with John. John, adapt or die. But well, I tried the- dying once. Motherfucker saved me. <laughs> No, but but here's the thing. I think going to the hospital underwear. I, I think I think John raises a good point. This is this is not a, a cash grab because I, and I don't know. Having never been to a, a game day experience, I'm guessing you know it's it's not a charged thing. You know, you can come up, and that's probably why there's so many people there, uh, the unclean masses, so to speak. But this is ESPN, in my opinion, kowtowing to its. Uh, corporate 
uh, mouse-eared overlord. And I don't know, like, when I think of college game day or, or, or when I think of college football, I don't think about the, the Disney brand. I don't think about Mickey Mouse. I don't know why they have to – look, the the game is not played inside Walt Disney World Park. I mean, it's played in Orlando. Why not have game day, you know, college game day at the stadium like they normally would? I don't understand the, the appeal of having it in this – I don't want to call it hoity-toity because, I mean, look, I know people who – go to Disney World frequently and and they're you know trying to price out you know it, it's not it's expensive to go to Disney World and and I don't necessarily think that the family of four is as interested in college game day as the people who would be at the stadium ready to you know celebrate make it an all-day event so I in that regard I agree which I don't see the point I, I don't see the need of having to have college game day inside Walt Disney World yeah, I really it, don't. It either. probably saves them ten bucks. I mean, let's face it: when you watch, when you watch ESPN, and even if it's a live event, how many times over the last two to three years have we watched ESPN to discover that the ESPN guys announcing that game aren't even there? They're at a studio watching the same shit we are and talking about it. Well, it could be, it could be you and me, and you know what I mean, and announcing that game. And it's the same effect. So ESPN is, you know, they, they're trying to save money in whatever way possible, I guess. That's all I got. Other than they, maybe they want to do marketing with Disney. Come see Disney World and here's Snow White is going to be our guest picker. There, ooh, ooh, there we go. And uh, the Seven Dwarfs are going to be uh, your front seven on the defensive side. That's the only tie-in that I have for Disney. Well, Miami, Miami better put those seven dwarfs to good use because Florida's about ready to run all over their ass. Is that the game that's being played there? Yeah, really Florida, oh, Miami. Miami. Camping Miami. World kickoff at Camping World Stadium. Yay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so that's our... Like, Go ahead, Austin. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Talk about draining the swamp, right? hey oh. Uh, that is our college game day update, and now we'll take a break. When we come back, three games in Iowa we're going to try to knock out in a rapid succession preview. We remind you that all of these previews are available already at coordination.com, courtesy of Husker Mike, but we're going to talk about them, including one that's already been mentioned, that Northwestern matchup in early October. It's up next on the Five Heart Podcast. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast after uh, a fantastic uh, commercial break with some of our fine sponsors and or other shows that you can hear on the uh, Vox Media SB Nation Podcast Network. Greg Mahochko, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston here. We're going to get things going with the first game in the month of October. The only game as of 818 on uh, August the 14th, 2019, that we actually know what time kickoff is. That is the home game against Northwestern, uh, and we don't even have a for sure idea of kickoff. It says 2.30 or 3, depending on, you know, whatever. Uh, but, Haas, you already mentioned uh, when we were talking about uniforms that this is going to be a funeral of sorts for Northwestern because we're not losing to them anymore. We're not going to have any more nail-biters. 
it's time to put Northwestern in their place. We need to stomp a mud hole on their asses and walk it dry. The old uh, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin technique. Yes. And Scott Frost should give uh, Pat Fitzgerald a Stone Cold Stunner at the 50 after the game. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Go for a shake of the hands, the old uh, the old Austin McMahon feud, kick him in the midsection, stun him, and then he's got to like get down on his hands and knees and really jaw jack. Remember when Austin used to do that back in the Attitude Era? Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Here's you the know, that Northwestern. Is- We're talking about their funeral, how it's going to be a funeral for their weird luck against us. But I fully expect no matter what, when we play them, this year and in the next 25 years, you know, whenever, they're going to come ready to play every single fucking time. Well coached, well disciplined. Hell, I'd love to see a Northwestern practice, you know, at some point and just see how they develop that, you know, discipline and how they really punch above their weight class and playing big teams. But, damn, I want to beat these guys' asses. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. I mean, they're what is it? Uh, the team that plays at home never wins, except for the Hail Mary game. The Hail Mary game, last year's game. Yeah, yeah last last two, year's two game. Was, the home teams won in the series. Yeah, last hell, year's we game. We lost to them. We lost to them in the past two times we played them at home. I mean, yeah. we've only beat them at home one time. Right, Northwestern is your defending Big Ten West champions. They went 6-0 and uh, in the West last year. And well, if they can sweep the West last year, we can sweep the West this year. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have Clayton Thorson to deal with anymore? No, but you got a new no. guy that was at Clemson. Hunter yeah, Jones. former five-star quarterback uh, transfer from Clemson. Running mobile guy can throw on the run. Yeah. And then they still got that running back, Isaiah Bowser, who was a true freshman last year who burst onto the scene. He was pretty effective. Um, yeah, we got we got to find a way to beat Northwestern. There would be, I would be sick to my stomach if we started out four and zero, upset Ohio State, and then a week later drop a game to Northwestern for the third year in a row. Like that would. John, you're old enough to remember when we lost to Mizzou in 78, a week after beating Oklahoma. I was at that game. It'd probably be the same kind of, you know, from what I've read about that game and talking to like my dad and people in that generation about it, it'd probably be the same mood around here. If we start off 5-0, and huge win at Boulder, huge win against Ohio State, then to just lose to Northwestern, man. 98-yard bomb over the top of Dave Butterfield's head. John, my, bro- my brother-in-law at the time, honest to God, still swears about that as if it happened yesterday. Well, I still swear about when uh, T.J. Watt tackled Jordan Westerkamp in coverage against Wisconsin in 16. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Northwestern, well, I mean, no, Northwestern on, on, seems on. to be this team. I, what we're we're doing the thing that we're going to try not to do, but I have to ask John. What this is important. What are we doing that we try not to do? Well, we, we try not to go off the rails too much. Um, I was, but Northwestern you, yeah. is a team that has our number. 
I'm, I'm, I'm asking a very relevant question to you. Ask Go ahead, Greg. Ask your fucking question, you wiener. <laughs> you were, you were at Memorial Stadium 41 years ago, and that's not. I don't bring that up as you know, like you know, we all like to poke fun at your age and whatnot. Um, but I just want to know, as as someone who has yet to step foot on the hallowed grounds, I want to know what it was like being in Memorial Stadium in the 70s. I don't know. I don't. It wasn't that much different than now. You got to remember, this is probably my first Husker game of my life. I think it was. I want to say I went to win them '76, but I don't remember. But uh, I mean, it, it's it. I don't. In the big scheme of things, it hasn't changed that much. It's still a giant cathedral, right? It's still the game day. It's still a thing that everybody goes to and flocks around and it's like it's game day in Nebraska. The only difference is is that you had you know, if you weren't at the game, you probably listened to it on the radio. And the radio announcers were absolutely fantastic. I was I don't know if Lyle Brimser was still around in seventy eight, but I mean Lyle Brimser listening to him on the radio was unbelievably well, it was wonderful. You know? Well so I, I I want to know about you know being in the stands, uh, and, and I know I, I apologize for going off, off topic, but like being in the stands, did you hear the same criticism? I, we know now, you know that the the joke is, you know, the blue hairs yell if you, you know, God forbid you stand up, you know, and cheer or something like that, or if you're standing during the game. Were, was there that element, you know, back in the seventies, or, or or was it a different type of crowd a different atmosphere i don't i don't remember they but you know then i was young and you know you don't notice a lot of that stuff i'll say this in 1978 people were bitching their butts off about tom osborne not beating oklahoma okay so the crit that level of criticism has always been there since bob devaney won national titles and then Tom Osborne became coach, and it took him so long to win. And by God, Tom Osborne's not the right guy. And Tom Osborne, if he he can't eat his cereal in a bowl, if he did, he'd lose it. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> I what was the what was the year? It was 1981 when we started like one and two or zero oh and two, one and two. Yeah, lost we lost the, to the Iowa. And uh, people went ape shit insane. They went crazy. I, people wanted him fired. They didn't just – they were like they are now, except they didn't have the internet and social media. They wanted to like burn – run Tom Osborne out of town on a rail. They had Nobody send, says that now. They had to send but, letters to the editor. Oh, but, you know, they were terrible people. I, people were insane. They were the same crazy people they are now. Okay. I, mean, I was just curious. Like I, like I said, I, folks, I apologize. I know it, it might have sounded uh, tangential, but since he mentioned – Going to that game in 1970, I just had to ask, you know, if the culture was different, or or, or perhaps the fan perspective was different. I, I'm, I'm very satisfied with my with with the answer. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking me back in time. I don't think we went around calling ourselves the greatest foot, college football fans. You know what I mean? I think that's a little much. But we we can go on Northwestern. Okay, here's the thing with Northwestern. Uh, they seem to have our number. And if you look at Big Ten history, take Nebraska out of the equation and go back and look at Big Ten history throughout the years, there always seems to be this weird dynamic in the Big Ten. 
where Minnesota beats Penn State and they have no reason to do so. You know, other teams, I mean, what was it, 1947, Michigan won their national title and they didn't win another one until 1997, and that was a gift from the media because they didn't deserve it because they weren't as good as us and they suck, right? Yeah. Ohio State. 1967, I think 68, didn't win another Big Ten title in what? Till what? 2001 against Miami? 2002. Okay. But you get the idea. And the reason is because the Big Ten beat itself up every year. They just beat themselves out of the polls. And it would be weird losses against teams that, you know, they had no, I, no business losing games, right? So that kind of dynamic seems to exist between us and Northwestern on the negative side and us and Michigan State on the positive side. Because we keep beating Michigan State. And I'm sure that Sparty fans are like, why does this keep happening? You know, and they're probably really mad at us. So Northwestern, it'd be like Haas says, it'd be nice to get this get something going where it's a streak and get something going where it's we're beating Northwestern on a regular basis and they can kiss our ass. You know, we need to take a, we need to take a cue from the debate team because our debate team keeps winning the big, big 10 and beating Northwestern. So maybe they should have those guys talk, come in and talk to the football team. Well, that would be a rousing uh, locker room conversation. Well, have you ever been around debaters? No, I'm, I'm master I'm, debaters. I'm I'm half yeah. serious because they're going to get they're going to lay out a strategy. They're going to say this is why you're going to win. <laughs> I I just had, okay Northwestern. What do they got on defense? Do you know Haas? I can tell you that they the, have the desert. They have the desert fox himself coordinating that defense. Mike Hankowitz. That guy's a hell of a DC. Is he? Yeah, he's at Colorado under uh, McCartney, and then he's at A&M under R.C. Slocum, and then Colorado again under Barnett, and then he's been at Northwestern since like 07 or 08 under Fitzgerald. And I don't think there's a D.C. in America who gets more production out of his guys who are lesser athletes than, you know, their opponents. They're always well-coached. He's always got a nice wrinkle. Um, do you guys remember last year on that sack fumble that they got Adrian on that they returned for a touchdown? He brought a corner blitz from the field, and we were lined up into the boundary, and it was just some it was just some good uh, good game strategy. He's he's damn good. He's always been good against us. So they'll be well prepared, but I'm just hoping that we have the better or more firepower to overcome that this year and. Flynn Nagel doesn't, you know, have 12 catches for 221 y- yards this year. And it, it's important to note that defensively, Northwestern gets back their top five tacklers from a year ago. Uh, Patty Fisher, Joe Gaziano, Blake Gallagher. Um, yeah. I mean, th- those are that, that's. I, I would say that's rare in, in this. In this era of college football, um, and in listening to uh, the uh, of Bangarangs and Daggers podcast, they were talking about. Uh, I think it was them. Yeah, we'll go with that. They were talking about uh, someone returning, you know, four starters in basketball, four senior starters, and you know that's 
that's rare to do as well. Uh, but, you know, to have that much defensive production uh, and to have all those guys coming back, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't, I don't know if daunting is the right word. Um, but, you know, you got Junior Sam Dup Miller, 6'3, 260, who started every game in his Northwestern career. Uh, he had 53 tackles that led the D line last season. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, he's, he's going to be a junior or is a junior now and, and hasn't missed a beat. Uh, so it's typical Big Ten smash mouth, you know, line play, I think. So what's we, weird about Northwestern is how little respect they get every year. I mean, they won the Big Ten West last year, and granted, it was a it was a mess of a division. But you'd think that somebody would say, "Hey, they're going to win it again this year. They got possibly a better quarterback coming in, and they have a d- good defense." I mean, they literally get favored in so few games, and then you know they just win a lot. I, it just amazes me how just how little respect they get. That's a good point, and I think it's one that that you know doesn't get talked about enough. But you're right. You know they 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 ran the table in in the Big Ten West. There, as you mentioned, John, the the quarterback that they've got coming in is you know probably a higher recruit you know coming out of high school than than the one who uh, just took off to to uh, the NFL, and and they're bringing back a lot of ability on the defensive side and and they're not picked to you know I don't, I don't they're not picked to win the west I'm, I'm not sure exactly where they're ranked but they're probably fourth in in the west you know behind Wisconsin uh, I would say Iowa and Nebraska you know, just based on on last year and and uh, that's I I don't know if that's as telling about you know, where Nebraska is and where Wisconsin and Iowa have been, or like you said, just the general lack of respect for Northwestern. I don't know. I'll say this. After I was at that game in Chicago last year, I came away with a totally different opinion of Northwestern. Um, I, I'm past the point of always disrespecting them just because the second you do, they'll punch you right in the fucking mouth. You know, the, Honestly, we talk about Iowa being the rival for us in the Big Ten West, and we talk about wanting to aspire to be peers with Wisconsin, creating a rivalry that's based on, you know, both being equally great on the field. But I think Northwestern is the closest organically developed rival that we have right now. I'd agree with that. I was going to say, I, I, yeah. I, find it, I find it hard to argue uh, with that, you know. And some people might – some people might get indignant about it and, you know, laugh and, you know, think, oh, the nerds, wow, we're better than them. Lately, we're not, you know. Um, How dare you. They're a good football team. They're, they're a solid program. They're never going to break through that 10-win ceiling. But they're solid, and uh, we got to take That's- care of business with them first and foremost in the West. I mean, they're our first West Division opponent this year. It all starts with them. The the problem that I think a lot of people have with Northwestern is, uh, well, there's a lot of people my age, and when they think of Northwestern, they think of that way back in the 80s, 
I mean, 1981, oh, yes, they were terrible. I don't remember what their losing streak was, uh, like 34 games, 32 games, when they finally won a game, tore down the goalpost, marched them to Lake Michigan, and threw them in the lake. By the way, but, uh, point of parliamentary procedure, uh, the first game in the West is actually Illinois. Oh, shit. I keep overlooking that. Sorry, Greg. It's all right. But you go back to 1981 Northwestern. They were 0 11. Dennis Green was their coach in their first in his first year. Right, right. And they had one, two, three, four, five shutouts in which they didn't score a point. And in those, Utah scored 42. Iowa scored 64. Purdue 35. Michigan 38. Wisconsin 52 to nothing. Ohio State beat them 70 to six. That that's the Northwestern that most I think most Nebraska fans think about, and that is not the Northwestern we have now. It's not even close. So yeah, I think their the rivalry with them is probably as close to anything organic as we have otherwise. Since people don't want to admit we have rivals anyway, I whatever. I think that's just stupid, but you know. Well, let's let's move on to October twelfth. And we've, we've talked about Minnesota many times. Okay, you're just gonna you're just gonna skip the Gophers. We talked about them for an hour two two or three weeks ago. Okay, well, who do you think is gonna win that game? We are. We are. Fifty-two. I picked. I picked Minnesota, but of course, I picked did. Minnesota to win the Big Ten West because I think that uh, because you love your we're, not, we're not there yet. And uh, our defense is, isn't ready. Ready, and uh, I think it's last year. You love you love your rotten son. And before they fired their defensive coordinator, I think it will be a very good game. I think the Big Ten West is going to be a very very tough uh, division. John, to win this why don't you go ahead and box up all your Nebraska gear and send it to Greg? Yeah, we're going to make some changes on this podcast. <laughs> Greg wants to see you bring your playbook. Am I not Homer enough? What What's going no, on? You don't even need to be a Homer to, you know, have that stance. Minnesota, and I've thought that that game could decide the West, but when you think about it, they beat Purdue when Purdue was faced with the distraction of Brom leaving, possibly leaving for Louisville. They beat a wounded Wisconsin team, and they beat a Georgia Tech team that just had its head coach retire. Okay. Illinois rung up half a hundred on Minnesota. Yes, they did. And they ran all over them, too. It's a new year. Anything can happen. They're going to row that boat right off a cliff. I'm not arguing there, but I just don't see us losing that game in Minneapolis or St. Paul or wherever the fuck it's played at. (laughs) It's in Minneapolis. I think think John's just trying to curry favor with his rotten son who goes to Minnesota. Yeah. No, John, I know. Probably, you probably get the kid to move out if you just start dogging on Minnesota all the time. Oh, well, he he has to move out to go back to college. I'm not worried about him. And by the way, I don't want to curry favor with him. I don't ever want to lose to Minnesota in a fucking sport ever because I have to hear about it. So two years ago you heard about it? Oh, God. You know, those I, assholes ran the score up on us? Yeah. Uh, Haas has still I, heard about that one. What was that, Greg? I said you're still hurting about that one. Oh, fuck yeah, I am. Because a week later, 
Northwestern holds that same Minnesota team to zero points yeah. and no first downs in a shutout. Yeah. yeah. That should have shown you that should have shown you how badly Riley lost that team and how bad they hurt. I was on the field at that game. I think I've said this several times, but it, you the body language and the look on the people's faces on the Nebraska sideline was yeah, it was, that was horrible. That was the we year were, that Tanner Lee got knocked the fuck out by a teammate yeah. at halftime. Yeah. We were uh, it was a funeral. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's I'll that's Minnesota. Ever again. All right, that's Minnesota. Now what, Greg? Sorry, John. Uh, what I just let you be in charge, and then we're going to have a bye week, so no games on the weekend of uh, Saturday the nineteenth, and then we're going to get well rested for a home game against Indiana. Oh, uh, that means that, that really what I the least, that might be the least inspiring matchup. But, on the schedule. I mean, we, we'd be playing Rutgers, and I'd have more intrigue than Indiana. Yeah, that's just because Indiana's – I mean, Rutgers at least is compelling because of the dumpster fire that it is. And meanwhile, Indiana in football, they're just kind of there, and they do a thing, and they don't do it very well. They're think, the dollar tree of college football. They haven't finished with a winning record since 2007. Yeah. And I don't see that changing. Um no. Now, here, here's the thing. This is going to only be the second matchup with Indiana since Nebraska has been in the Big Ten. Yeah, and it'll be the first trip to Indiana. I take that back. That I already said that is a home game. Never mind. Um, it'll be it'll be Lincoln or Indiana's first trip to Lincoln. Never mind. Ever. No, uh, not ever. I think we came was, back. Wasn't Lee Corso the coach? I think so. By the time Indiana travels to Lincoln for the first time, Ohio State will have played in Lincoln three times. That's coming from Husker Mike and his Indiana. That preview. just means since we've been in the conference. That's I think they accurate. they have the serious uh, lead against us, don't they? Uh, I'm not. Sure. Yes. Yes. I can't tell you that. I can, and a couple minutes keep talking you know what i i would say about the bye week it, it, we really shouldn't call it a bye week we should say that it is a liver cleansing week that's fair yeah yeah i'm probably gonna be pretty productive that weekend are you gonna be cleansing your liver me probably no hoss i john you're, you're gonna be cleansing your colon i know you got to take that special drink and spend the weekend on the on the toilet I understand. I, I'm not quite there yet, but I understand at your age you got to do that uh, once or twice a year. I had my physical today. How'd it go? It went wonderfully, and then my doctor said, you need to go get that done. And did, did they ask you about your hospital underwear? No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I, did I, didn't get, I didn't have to get naked in a physical, okay? They took blood. They did an EKG because, you know, if I go to Dairy Queen, they do an EKG for God's sakes. Serious question. Yeah? Your uh, hospital underwear, underwear that you used to rock, uh, were they silk boxers with hearts on them? No. Okay. They were boxer briefs with, uh, they were, I've, with I've, horizontal I've already, red stripes. I've, okay? lost in, I've lost interest. I was hoping they had <laughs> hearts on them. 
If they had I, hearts on them, would you, would you would you have sent them to me so that I could put them on a like a like a flagpole and, and they'd be the official flag of the Five Heart Podcast? That's creepy. <laughs> it's not That's Indiana. Indiana has the series lead. Uh, <laughs> it's eight, nine, and three. Okay, oh, it's about to be nine, nine, and three when we're done. With yeah, them. that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, we, we have can't lose to India. We have won the last one, two, three, four, five. So let, let, let's. We haven't lost to Indiana since 1959. That means we beat Lee let's Corso. That way. The, here's the thing: everyone, the, beat, the, everyone the, beat Lee Corso. The Hoosiers yeah, have only won uh, four conference games. Uh, in in some time, I mean, they've got, or in two years, I should say, back to back five to seven seasons under head coach Tom Allen. The Hoosiers have only beaten Rutgers twice in Illinois and Maryland once in conference play. Uh, however, Husker Mike does go on to say that being said, most of these conference losses have been relatively close and competitive in a division with Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. That's a positive sign. I don't know if it's that positive. You know, I pay attention to the Indiana guy because the Indiana guy that runs the SB Nation site uh, is hilarious on Twitter. And if you look at Indiana, I don't know how many times they've had a lead over a ranked team and a solid lead and have lost it. It's just been unbelievable and phenomenal to watch them go and and you know play good football for like three quarters and then just get completely overwhelmed it's as if they're cursed or they have learned behavior saying well we're indiana we don't deserve good things in in bass and football but it's it's been really strange i mean like i said the big 10 has these weird dynamics going on indiana's one of those teams that will play very well and then they'll just go it's just strange There you go. Hoss, what do you have about Indiana and all of your expertness? The last time we played them may have been one of the drunk, one of the drunkest times I've ever had. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't a story remember there. a lot about that day. I don't remember a lot about that day. It was bad. So even you um, don't know where you buried the bodies. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a gravestone over that day, though. Left that behind. Um, well, but, he, no. I think, I think well, Tom Allen is a good offensive coach. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's yeah, talk but, about his – Yeah, but their defense is bloody damn terrible. But their offense has been decent over the last few years. But let's talk Ooh, about the – Go ahead, Greg. Okay. I was going to say, let's talk about the improvements that the defense have, has made under Tom Allen. In his first year, the points allowed went from 37.6 per game to 27.2, and yards allowed went from 509 per game to 380. That was the year that we played them in 16. And I do remember that no, it was that a war. Been, no, because he's only been there night. two years. What? He's only been there two years. No, as head coach, but he was the DC for Kevin Wilson before Kevin Wilson gotcha. got let go. I'm glad you clarified that because I was confused. Yeah. 
Carry on. Tom Allen was their DC. Um, other than that, though, I mean, it's just Indiana's an uninspiring matchup. It's just nothing about that game. Like, maybe it's just the, you know, the unfamiliar nature of playing Indiana, but just nothing about it. It's like, oh, man, that, that Indiana game on October 26th. I mean, just doesn't do it for me. Well, and, and I think I think you're right on the money as far as it's an unknown. Look, this is the second time that we're meeting them in nine years now. No, eight years. Uh, oh, off a year. Uh, and that's that's tough to – first of all, it's, it's weird that, you know, the, the matchups with Michigan State are so frequent in Ohio State. But this is only the second time that we've met up with Indiana. And, and you know, the, it's not just – but, you know – not just Indiana. I feel like we haven't got enough of even Penn State or, or Rutgers. Um, but by God, it seems like we get Ohio State every year. Um, it's just the unknown, as you put it, Haas, we don't know anything about them. And, and kudos to Husker Mike and his uh, his his write-up that he did, the, the preview that's available at coordination.com. Just search for Indiana. That's what I did. Um, and he gets – you know, more information out of this unknown, uh, than, you know, than anybody. So look, it, it's going to be a Husker win. It, you know, they're coming off of a bye and they've got to get ready, you know, for the next week, which is Purdue, which we'll talk about next week here on the show, but it's, it's a home game. It's the end of October. It's by this time, I expect Nebraska football to be, you know, firing on all cylinders to be, you know, they, they've made it through the first portion of the schedule. Now they've got the bye week. They've worked all the kinks out. They've got Indiana, Purdue, Wisconsin, Maryland, Iowa. And, you know, with with any luck, you know, a, a Big Ten championship the first week into December, there's there should be no question heading into this game what the outcome is going to be. And it should be less about Indiana and more about Nebraska doing things right. Take it. Away. No, I disagree with that. Fantastic. I, I agree completely. Look at yeah. that. It's I think consensus. Indiana just, uh, they just, I don't know. I mean, Northwestern has done stuff. Indiana has done really nothing for a very long time. And they're a basketball school. There you go. Mm-hmm. They do have a lot of returning starters. That's about it. I was I wasn't really opening it up to more discussion. I just thought we'd covered it all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I I paused because a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I got up during the break and ran and got some cookies. So I was eating a cookie. Shame on me. I should know better. What the hell? A cookie with blue moon? No, the blue moon's That's... gone, boss. Oh, wait, you didn't get up and go get another blue moon? Nah, at this point, I was like, mm, cookie sounds better. That's kind of weird. Why? I don't know. I All right, it just does. No, now hold up. Do you like Oreos, John? Yes. Do you like the fantastic lemon Oreos? Hmm. I I don't know about that. You got to get on the, the the lemon Oreos are legit. And I'm too old to be saying legit in this context, but believe me when I say, hey. I have to use it to. 
really hammer home the, the point that these lemon Oreos are fantastic. And I wow. encourage anybody out to go to their local grocery store, their local supermarket, if you will, and uh, pick up a package of lemon Oreos. You will not be disappointed. And if you are... Are they paying us? They can't. What the hell are you doing? That's free advertising. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, Haas has a... Uh, uh, what's the show that starts? Yellowstone? Yeah. Yellowstone. What the hell is that? It, it's a it's show. A Western series. Oh. It's old like... people like that all you old... Thought you old folks loved westerns. Yeah, I died. Yeah, yeah. God, I just called you me. See what's happening here? You're taking over yeah. the old spot. Uh, it's a modern western. It's very good. And it oh, stars watch it, John. And it stars Kevin Costner. Yeah. Oh, with gosh, no, the no, role that Kevin Costner can play. No, this is this is a fantastic end of the show question topic. Who do y'all like better uh, on on the screen, be it you know the big screen or, or your TV screen? Who works better for you, Kevin Costner or Tom Hanks? Oh, God, are you serious? That's not even a question. Tom Hanks. Okay. Like, that's not even close, Greg. It could be. I didn't know. No, he, it, he, no it don't. Tom he, Hanks is one of the best actors of our generation or uh, eight, whatever, of this time period. Okay, he's been just about everything. He started out as a man wearing women's clothes. I know, bosom buddies. Okay, maybe a better question would be, who do you like better, Matthew McConaughey or Kevin Costner? Okay, who do you like better? I I, I think I'd have to go Kevin Costner on that, but I'm a big fan. Remember, I I was the one that called into the Corn Nation hotline, (laughs) the five-part podcast hotline as Matthew McConaughey. Wait a minute. That was you? I thought that was really Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) That was me. All right. uh, Follow-up question. That impersonation, that impression is pretty spot on, isn't it? No, it was horrible. Uh, Follow-up question. Tom Hanks or, wait for it, Denzel Washington. Tom Hanks. Wow, I still go Tom Hanks because just because of the range of movies, the unbelievable movies he's done. But Denzel Washington's pretty damn good. I had to make mm-hmm. you think a little bit. I'm glad I was able to do that. Well, you know what I mean. He's 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 an excellent actor. They're both fantastic actors. By the way, uh, yeah. It, it, anybody out there who is listening to the show, if you haven't seen it yet. Go to YouTube and in, in that uh, little search bar, type in uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor trailer. Tom Hanks' new movie where he plays Mr. Rogers, and it looks phenomenal. Uh, so go check that out. It, it's going to be a big hit. It's It might be Oscar-worthy because um, Tom Hanks is just that good. Uh, so that's it for— I will say that I, Tom Hanks—let's be fair to Denzel Washington— Tom Hanks could not be Man on Fire. Okay, he also could be Herman Boone. I mean, he Denzel Washington to do that kind of crazy determination guy that Tom Hanks just can't do. I feel like Denzel also hasn't done a whole lot in, in recent years. Um, according to his IMDb page, his uh, he's got a couple things in pre-production. He did the Equalizer two last year, um, but much. You know, he was in the magnet. Excuse me, the Magnificent Seven in 2016. Uh, just his his roles are not as 
marquee. Uh, the spotlight's not on them as much as uh, you know some of the Tom Hanks stuff. You know, Tom Hanks portrayed Walt Disney. So anyway, we're we're just uh, killing time at this. We're place. rambling. Yes, and, we and are. Hoss has to go because by the he, way, what? Yeah, because Yellowstone's on. Yellowstone. Okay. Five minutes. Uh, that is it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. We appreciate uh, that you've made it this far. We're excited for just you know, three weeks away from Husker football, and then uh, we're really going to have more fun. And we're having a lot of fun. We're going to have even more fun. And we anticipate and hope that you will uh, join us and be part of the conversation. Uh, remember, you can uh, tweet at us at the number five heart podcast or, or be part of the conversational coordination uh, on Facebook or the five heart podcast on Facebook. You can leave a voicemail um, and, and that'd be really nice of you. Um, the uh, phone number, Haas. 402-327-1830. There you go. And uh, just join it, you know, leave a topic, leave a question. Uh, we'll give you a shout out. We'll we'll talk about whatever you want to talk, whatever you want us to talk about here on the show. But that is it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. For myself, Greg Mahochko, for John Dam Johnston and Hoss Reuter, we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John, go big gray and black <laughs> and scarlet and cream. You better get it right. How, damn it! Did you see how bad that sounds? I'll go big red. Win the damn off season. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.